Welcome to the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In the spirit of Bob Stoops lining up in the wishbone for his first game as Oklahoma's head coach back in 1999 when the Sooners took on Indiana State at home before audibling into the spread formation, kind of a marriage between the old guard and now this is the new guard. In the spirit of that, I will do this. Tell your friends, tell your family, hell, tell your satanic leaf-tailed gecko that you are locked on Sooners. I am Brady Trantham. Yes, no more John Hoover. I am sad to say that John has uh, moved on from doing the Locked On Sooners podcast, and I say that because I love John Hoover. He does a fantastic job, and I thoroughly enjoyed the fact that he was on the Locked On Sooners podcast because just like everything John does and touches, it was gold. He does a fantastic job, and I am going to do my absolute best to entertain you all as much as John did, to inform you all as much as John did. So in that respect... I appreciate the opportunity from David Locke, who runs the Locked On Podcast Network, um, and I also appreciate the opportunity from John Hoover himself passing this podcast on to me. So I'm excited. I'm excited to do more OU football stuff, OU sports stuff, basketball, whatever comes about. I'm excited to talk about it because if you know me, then you probably are aware that I do the Locked On Thunder podcast. I I work for 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa, along with... Uh, Mr. John Hoover. That's how we know each other, and that's how we work with each other most of the time. Um, I covered the Oklahoma City Thunder for that radio station. That is my primary job. And so I do the Locked On Thunder podcast. I do OKC82 uh, for the Franchise Podcast Network. And also, in addition to OU Sports, I do the Inside OU podcast with John. So if, if if you're thinking, like, I don't know who this guy is... I I want to hear educated people talk about OU football. Go give Inside OU a listen and give me a chance. But from here on out, I will I guess I'll try to just basically introduce myself. It's it's the Friday episode. Not that much news. I'm recording this in you know full transparency. I'm recording this on Thursday because the Thunder do play tonight, so I won't be able to record it tonight. I won't be able to record it in the morning. I'll have a ton of stuff that I have to do tomorrow morning. So I'm trying to get this out and up and running as soon as possible so that I don't miss my first day. So basically today is just going to be a little bit of an introduction as to who I am, just in case there are listeners that listen to this show that have no idea or care about the Oklahoma City Thunder or have no idea who I am. Where John will bring an absolute class journalistic perspective to the Locked On Sooners podcast, I will not necessarily bring that. I am not an OU beat writer. I am not an OU media person, let's just say. I am more of just an OU fan. Now, please don't turn this podcast off. You're not just going to hear sunshine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and sell you anything. I've followed OU football just like every other OU fan that was born in Oklahoma since I was a kid. And some might say that I'm actually even kind of a crazy fan. And if you've listened to the Inside OU podcast over the last few weeks, you probably think, yeah, this guy is kind of a crazy little weird OU fan. But a lot of that is just still in jest. So again, please give me a chance. Um, I I won't be super crazy OU fan on this podcast. I I take the Locked On podcast network seriously. Um, I'm certainly not a Thunder fan. 
So it's a little bit easier for me to be kind of like John Hoover on the Locked On Thunder podcast, where I bring a journalistic perspective, an unbiased perspective to that particular show. This one, you know, it's it's going to be hard to remove the fandom, and I'm probably not going to do anything to remove the fandom. Uh, because I feel like that that brings my unique perspective to this show. So I want it to be my own show, of course. But again, I'm not going to try and sell you anything. I love Oklahoma sports. I want them to do well. But when they play bad like they did in the Peach Bowl, like when they play bad like they did against Kansas State and Manhattan this season, even when they play bad in wins like against Iowa State or TCU, I'm not going to sit here and tell you everything is okay. There's nothing to see here. I will dive into why I think there are problems. And it's the offseason, so recruiting, we've got the second recruiting day coming up in a few weeks, which promises to be pretty lackluster. I mean, the last few second signing days in February of the last few years since they've implemented the early signing day period have all been rather lackluster in comparison to a decade ago and prior. So we'll have plenty of time to talk about where the program is heading the philosophy of recruiting from this coaching staff, the philosophy of should this coach be on the hot seat? Who, what type of player OU should go for? What type of identity OU should be vying for? What's more important, to go into the playoffs and get destroyed or go win a meaningless Sugar Bowl Fiesta Bowl game in a New Year's Six Bowl type atmosphere? You know, we'll, we'll talk about a lot of those things. And of course, I am, like, as I've said, OU basketball, um, Thunder basketball, cool, cool, cool. So I do love hoops as well. So I will dive into as much as I can with OU basketball. And it's always good to see OU go down to Austin, go beat the Texas Longhorns like they just did the other night. Austin Reeves, that kid can ball. Uh, Long Krugers boys, I mean, they've got something a little bit special brewing. I mean, nothing too exciting to write home about. I mean, this this isn't Buddy Heald's team. This isn't um, Blake Griffin's team by any means. But there's something brewing here in Norman with Long Krugers team. So we'll talk about so much stuff, um, but again, and I guess I should have said this at the top of the show, um, feel free to follow me on Twitter, at Brady Does Sports. Um, that's where I will post all my links for the Inside OU podcast, uh, links to this podcast, Locked On Sooners, and I'll always put out my opinions and thoughts on OU football. Sometimes I can be a little bit of a smart aleck and have a little fun with myself, I guess, but most of the time I try to bring a a seasoned veteran of a fan's perspective to my Oklahoma football takes. I'm an incredible history nerd, everybody. Um, For those that don't know me, I went to, I graduated from OU in 2014 with a history degree. I surprisingly, I didn't go to journalism school. I didn't go to broadcasting or communication school. And obviously because I'm a bad communicator, right? I sound like crap, (laughs) but I love history. And I don't just love world history. I don't like, I don't just love military history, biblical history, whatever. I love sports history. And what better place, what better school to root for than the University of Oklahoma because it is ri- it is rich with sports history. So, yeah, I'm, I'm only 29 years old, and you might think, okay, so all he knows is just Bob Stoops era Oklahoma football. He was a kid during the 90s, so he doesn't know how bad it can be as a OU football fan. Sure, but books exist, and Google exists. Wikipedia exists. From the time I was a teenager, a lot of times I would just pass the time in school or pass the time at home just looking up old seasons from the from the 50s, the 40s, the 60s, the 70s, who was OU playing? Like what what type of schedules were they playing? What type of bowl games were they playing in? How many winning streaks did they have? How many winning streaks were potentially snapped 
by one bad loss in the middle of two long winning streaks. Who should have won the Heisman in 1979? All these things I love looking up. So I'm not just going to bring a Bob Stoops era OU fans perspective. I try my best to get the full range of spectrum of the University of Oklahoma as much as I can. So again, I hope you guys give this podcast a chance. John Hoover did a good job of hyping me up and saying a lot of nice things to, about me. But again, I was I was in earshot, so he kind of had to say nice things about me. But again, I, I will do my best to entertain and inform as much as I can. And I guess because I'm doing this, I will be forced not necessarily forced because I do enjoy writing. And there were times this past season where I really wanted to write about OU football stuff, but it wasn't my place. That's John Hoover's place on the franchiseok.com. But because I'm doing this, I might talk to John and see if there's some, maybe some more opinion oriented pieces that I could write as we get closer to spring football, as we get closer into the dog days of summer, what have you. And then of course, because it's the off season, in addition to basketball coverage that I'll be putting on this podcast, I'll also try to have a little bit of fun. I don't know if if you guys are familiar with the Rewatchables podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, but it's basically Bill Simmons and those guys. They uh, they go over movies that they deem rewatchable and they just break them down. And they've done it with games as well. They've done it with sports games as well. And I, I believe one of the first ones they did was Game 6, Golden State, Oklahoma City Thunder, in the Western Conference Finals from 2016. And so for the Thunder fans that do listen to this podcast, I'm sorry that I brought up Game 6. But it gave me the idea of maybe doing like a sports commentary, a reaction to old OU games, because one of the things that I do that I know a lot of you guys do in the offseason when you're starving for football is once the either the bad taste in your mouth from the previous season or the good taste in your mouth from the previous season has worn off. And in this particular case, it's a very bad taste. But once that's worn off, you start to get hopeful. You start to get optimistic. You start to get excited for the freshmen that are coming in. You get excited after you go to the spring game and all those things. And then you find yourself watching old OU games. And then the cycle starts again. You're hopeful. Oh, he's going to go undefeated. They're going to win a national championship. They're going to win a Heisman. The defense is going to have a pulse. You know, all these things creep into your mind. So you watch old games on YouTube. So I thought, why not just watch old YouTube games, put out the commentary for it, either on this podcast, maybe half this podcast, maybe half inside OU at the Franchise Podcast Network, just to add to the content, just to add to the entertainment factor and value of this podcast because again I respect this podcast network so much and I'm grateful for the opportunity to have been a part of it with Locked on Thunder still and now Locked on Sooner so I'm excited I'm, I'm just I'm basically just excited to do it when we get back we will talk about some news that broke yesterday uh, not necessarily about OU but it somewhat concerns OU a former assistant coach let's just say and then to give you guys a better idea of just who I am and how I think um, about OU football, I'll give a little bit of a take on Jalen Hurts, and then we'll get out of here. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Sooners podcast with Brady Trantham this time and moving forward. 
Shout out to John Hoover for giving me the opportunity to, opportunity to take over this podcast. By now, you've heard the news. Mike Leach is now the head coach in Starksville for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I, for one, am very happy to see the Pirate and the Air Raid go into the SEC because I've always had a kind of a love-hate relationship with the Air Raid. It has given OU so much success, no doubt. Great quarterbacks, uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, even though it wasn't necessarily the air raid, just the air raid principles that Bob Stoops brought in with Mike Leach back in 1999, that affected Jason White, that affected Josh Heupel, that affected even Sam Bradford that ran more of a pro style, but still those principles were there. All those great things, but there's no doubt that the air raid as it's really saturated into Big 12 country and especially the state of Texas and high school football, there's no doubt that there have been a lot of negative consequences to the air raid and the overvaluization of skill position players like quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, seven on sevens. I believe John actually talked about this on a previous podcast. I can't remember, I can't remember if it was on Inside OU or on Locked On Sooners, but uh, the air raid as great as it has been for Oklahoma and this and this region of the country, and even now LSU diving into it with uh, Joe Brady, Joe Burrow, and that spectacular offense that they have that destroyed OU a few weeks ago, it no doubt leaves you wanting a little bit more for the money-making positions like defensive line, interior offensive line, linebackers, and even defensive backs have struggled. Those that have chosen to stay and play at the University of Oklahoma or Texas, um, any of the big schools in the Big 12, Oklahoma State, it's negatively affected them. So now that LSU is going full air raid, and now that, I mean, even Alabama has really moved more towards an air raid system with Tua, um, who knows what they're going to be doing moving forward now that Tua declared for the NFL draft. But with Mike Leach now in Mississippi State and potentially be what Mike Leach is um, always has been in whatever conference he's been in at Texas Tech. He was a thorn in the side of schools like Texas and OU. It was a program that you always had to over-prepare for because they would have enough skill position guys and enough guys that could run Mike Leach's system that if you lollygagged around on the road in Lubbock, you would lose. He did the same thing at Washington State for the last few years. Now, Washington State actually got to a point where they were starting to have expectations and I, I just don't, like as much as I love Mike Leach, I just don't know if he's the type of coach to consistently get that out of his program uh, with expectations. He he's a coach that gets the most out of a lot of diamonds in the rough, um, no question. But even at Washington State in the beginning of his tenure, would routinely beat USC when USC was still kind of a good program when they were still at least a top twenty-five, top fifteen school. Have fun beating them. Have fun beating Oregon. And now he's going to the SEC or he could potentially do the same thing to the Alabamas, to the LSUs, to the Floridas, to the Georgias. Just be a thorn in the side and show the SEC just exactly what OU, Texas, OSU all have to deal with on a day-to-day, night-to-night, week-to-week basis. And it seemed like in the wake of that news, a lot of people started connecting some dots as to, well, who's going to be the head coach in Pullman for Washington State right now? Maybe it might be Alex Grinch. Alex Grinch spent some, spent some years with Mike Leach as his defensive coordinator and did basically the same thing he did at OU. He took one of the worst defenses in the country and turned them into a very respectable defense that played complimentary football along with Mike Leach's air raid offense. A lot of turnovers, um, getting a lot out of guys that are not as talented going to Pullman as they would be going to other schools, getting a lot out of the talent that you have and playing to an identity, playing to a system. That's certainly what Alex Grinch did. Now, uh, like I said... 
Yesterday, I was incredibly busy with the Thunder game. Uh, Russell Westbrook's return to Oklahoma City his first time back. So I haven't been able to see anything, but it, it appears that those dots that were connected with Alex Grinch were just that. It was just talk. Um, as far as I know, Alex Grinch is not going to be going to Washington State anytime soon. Uh, a lot of smart people that I trust have basically squashed that as soon as it started being talked about. So by the time you're hearing this, if this is like completely old news, like I apologize. But again, it's Friday. I wanted to get some content out. Um, I didn't want to just talk about myself. I didn't want to bore you guys with that. But it's something It's something to look to look onto down the road because, I mean, even John Hoover back in, during the season straight up acts... Um, asked Alex Grinch, like, how do you feel about a head coaching position one day? And Grinch, you know, was honest. He said, yeah, that's that always intrigues. That's always intriguing to me. It should be intriguing to people in this position. But he then kind of also said something very interesting in that, like, it's just something that doesn't really interest me. Like, I like being in charge of a room, like of a defense, of, you know, of an identity. And maybe a few years down the road, Grinch might get the itch to become a head coach. But it, it seems like, at least for now, he's very happy in his position as the defensive coordinator at the University of Oklahoma. And he should be. He turned one of the worst defenses in the country to a defense that was, up until about the Peach Bowl, very, very, very respectable, a top 25 defense. And even with the Peach Bowl, like, I've, I've had some arguments with some of my friends already about this. The Peach Bowl did nothing to me, in my opinion, about Alex Grinch. Like his, his first year, his first season at OU – incredible success. I didn't care if LSU scored 70 or 100 points. It had really little to do with Alex Grinch. He did as much as he could with this defense to get to get out what he could get out. And in fact, without him, if the old, if Mike Stoops is still here, maybe if any other defensive coordinator is here, OU does not win the Big 12 championship this year because think about how many games this defense bailed out OU. They bailed them out in Baylor. They bailed them out in the Big 12 championship. They bailed them out in TCU. Bailed him out almost, and bailed him out technically at Iowa State, even though that fourth quarter was an absolute collapse. So again, I say, I don't care about the Peach Bowl. Alex Grinch, incredible first year, and has a great foundation moving forward to become even better, but we will see. But yeah, everybody, this was just going to be kind of a quick introduction to who I am. Again, follow me on Twitter at Brady Does Sports. You can find my Thunder stuff at thefranchiseok.com, and as well as some OU stuff that I'm sure I'll probably write. I'm a writer mainly, so I'm sure I'll probably get to it. But again, thank you so much to David Locke. Thank you so much to John Hoover. I am sorry and sad to see that he's not doing this anymore, but I'll do my best to do it best in his image, in my image, whatever. But yeah, everybody, I look forward to doing this podcast in the coming weeks. I'll have a podcast up and running on Monday. Looking forward to it. We'll have a lot to talk about because Mike Leach is now the head coach at Mississippi State. I look forward to it. Everybody, have yourself a good and safe weekend. Boomer Sooner and all those good things, and I'll talk to you on Monday.